I mean, it's lovely to have the sales, but I think expanding reach is more important long term. So you have to have a short term goal and a long term goal for these, for these, for everything that you do. I think. Welcome back to the Author Biz, where we gather together each week to talk about the non-craft parts of your author business. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and this is episode number 54. Today's show is primarily about book promotion, but it's not just promotion. We go all the way back to the planning and goal-setting stages and how the marketing plan should support the goals of the author. Then we'll take a deep dive into something that we haven't really touched on much in this show, and that's using contests to drive reader engagement, uh, to build your platform, and to expand your email list. And then we'll get into some detail about how today's guest, A.D. Starling, combined promotion and advertising to build a two-month campaign that's been uh, pretty effective for her, as you'll hear during the interview. We'll get into specific costs and the specific results of the campaign. A.D., or Anjani, wants to be able to work full-time as a writer, and she knew that what she had been doing wasn't going to get her to the place she wanted to be. So a little over a year ago, she decided to hire an author's assistant and to build a promotional, a marketing promotional and a production plan that would allow her to get to where she wants to be, which is a full-time writer. There's a ton of information in this show, and I will link to all of it in the show notes. So Anjani mentions a lot of different things she's, she's read, books she's read, courses she's taken, things like that. I will link to those in the show notes. So you can see those at theauthorbiz.com. While you're at theauthorbiz.com, go ahead and subscribe to our email list uh, so that you can be alerted whenever we have a new show. A couple of housekeeping items before we get to the interview. We did a between-the-episode show around the middle of last week with Monica Lionel about Periscope, and I asked for reader feedback on that uh, via Twitter, and I got a lot of it. It seems like uh, listeners really like this idea of a between-the-episode show when there's an interesting topic to cover. So I'll be doing that from time to time when time permits and as interesting topics come up. But one thing I did see that was interesting is that several of you have already signed up for Periscope and are using it. So uh, congrats to you for jumping right into this. One last thing. You've heard me talk about the five essential elements of an effective author website email series that I'm putting together. I have been woefully slow in getting that done, so I apologize to those of you who have already signed up for that. I hope to get that finished this week, uh, but no promises. I've kind of gotten pulled off onto another another project, and I'll get back to this as soon as I can. And as soon as I do, those emails will start flowing if you're not on that list and you'd like to be on it, you can sign up at theauthorbiz.com slash author website. And again, I apologize for the delay in, in getting this rolling. Now, let's get on with the interview portion of today's show. A.D. Starling, welcome to the Author Biz. Thank you very much for having me. And the A.D., I don't know what exactly that stands for, but I know your first name is Anjani. So I'll refer to you as Anjani throughout this. That's, that's, that'll be lovely. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's get right into it. What's, what's one thing that you do that, that you think has, has been one of the biggest helps to your author business? The one thing I've done, and I've only started doing this in the last, I would say, 12 months, mm-hmm. um, has been to get very focused with doing a 6 to 12-month production and marketing plan. And I think that's been the biggest help. Um, Before then, I was kind of floundering slightly, um, going at my own pace, just um, writing stuff and publishing it. Um, But last year, after two years of self-publishing, I I thought to myself, you you know the backbone of this industry really well now. You need to take it to the next level. And the way to take this to the next level um, was was there were a a few things going through my mind. One was increasing productivity. So I wanted to be able to write faster, and uh, for that reason, I started to look and uh, look at um, um, courses and, and read books that have helped increase my productivity. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a bigger reach um, in terms of my fan base, 
Um, so I started looking into, into ways to do that. I also wanted to have a very defined six to 12 month plan uh, of what I was going to write um, in those 12 months and how I was going to market it. And then the third uh, uh, part of, of this equation was bringing in somebody to help me. Um, so I started to look at author assistance last year. Uh, and it is my assistant, Kate Tilton, who got me in touch with you um, in the end. So I think um, having Kate um, in on my side um, and as part of my team, because I do have a, a team of editors and, and formatters and cover designers. So having Kate as part of that team has been invaluable because she not only brings her author assistant skills with her, she also brings her knowledge of the industry and her contacts in the industry as well. So that, I think, has made the biggest impact on my career in the last 12 months. All right. That, that is a great answer, and there's a lot that I can follow up with from yeah. there. Uh, for listeners, Kate was actually a guest on this show. I don't remember the episode number, but mm-hmm. I will link to it in the show notes. You'll be able to listen to Kate, and she is fantastic. She really understands the business. And yeah. for people looking for an author's assistant, uh, you, you couldn't do any better than Kate. So I'll, yes. I'll echo your thoughts there. Let's dig into this 6- to 12-month focus thing that you've got going on now. It, was this a calendar year thing? Are we six months or, you know, eight months through it now? Yes, we are. We're kind of uh, pretty much, it, it started last August. Okay. So we're 12, 12 months into it. Okay. I think we've pretty much achieved 90 to 95% of what we wanted to achieve. But I have to say to uh, a word of warning, this is not a production plan for everybody. It's crazy. It's, you know, um, <laughs> It's it's kind it has been incredibly stressful, but there was a very very good reason to do this, and I'm glad I've done it because I've learned a lot from it. The reason to do this was for me to start making more money from my writing, to eventually be able to become a full time writer, and I knew I couldn't do that with what I had been doing before. So what I was doing from 2012 to, to the middle of 2014. Uh, I, I couldn't work at that pace and achieve um, a, a full-time writing career anytime soon. So one of the focus of this marketing and production plan was to see how fast I could get there to I, my, my end goal. So. I think listeners will find it interesting to learn what your day job has been. Yes. So I am a doctor um, and I'm a pediatrician uh, by trade. And uh, in the last uh, four or five years, I've mainly been working uh, in NICU, so that's neonatal intensive care unit, so looking after all the sick babies and particularly the premature babies. So, And how often do you do that now? Is, is that still a full-time gig for you or is it, are, are you weaning yourself off of it? No, I'm weaning myself off. So I went uh, part-time uh, with that job um, in 2006 when I started to write mm-hmm. because I knew that I couldn't do that job full-time and, and write at the same time. Um, so I deliberately cut back my hours and also changed the way I was working. So I started to work for myself via a, a company, basically, and various agencies. So that had me traveling all over the country to work in lots of different places. And I am quite lucky in that the the specialty I'm in is very much in demand mm-hmm. and the, grade, the level at which I'm working is very much in demand. So I have to say no to jobs. I am not chasing jobs. I have to refuse jobs every day because there's that much demand for my services out there. So I'm in a very lucky position to be able to dictate my working hours um, and um, to, to a degree, to a degree. So I do a lot of long shifts. So I do 13, sometimes 14-hour shifts. Um, but I only try and do about seven or ten of them a month. Okay. So and I need I kind of bulk them. So I, you could say I, I like probably about 40 to 50 percent of the month I'm doing medicine. The rest of the time I'm writing. Okay. All right. Now let's share with listeners, if you would, what your goals were for this 12-month period, and then then we'll talk about the ones you hit and the ones you missed. So the goals were to increase productivity, um, increase my visibility on on all platforms, really. And the only way you're going to do that is by writing faster and publishing faster. And uh, um, one of the thoughts I had, because around that time last year when I was, you know, I keep up to date with the publishing industry pretty much on a daily basis. Um, I subscribe to a lot of, of blogs and, and, and news feeds. And um, one of the things that came on my radar was short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I knew short stories were doing very well in KU, in Kindle Unlimited. 
But KU and KDP Select was something that I was kind of not really wanting to do anymore. I only did KDP Select once with my first book, and that was at the start of my publishing career. And I only had it in there, I think, for about three or six months. But um, um, I knew potentially I could have taken one of those stories into Kindle Unlimited and see what I did, because I knew in the old Kindle Unlimited short stories were doing very well. But in the new... Um, the way KU has changed this year is different. But short stories, uh, coming back to the, to this idea of short stories, I knew that um, a lot of writers were doing them and were doing them very successfully. There's a lot of people that are still skeptical about them, I have to say. But the way readers are reading are, is changing. A lot of people are reading on their mobile devices. They're reading on their phones. They're reading on their commutes. They're reading while they're waiting for an appointment or, or things like that. And they want short I think the demand is there for short fiction to consume, fiction that's going to take 40, 50 minutes to read. So I thought this was worthwhile doing, and it was also a challenge to me as a writer. And that's one of the part of the production and marketing plan was to make myself grow as a writer by not just learning how to become more productive, but also learning different facets of writing. Well, let me jump in here for a minute. Um, you know, with, with any goal... Uh, when I asked you what your 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 goals were for the year, you said it was to increase production, but I know that the goal was beyond increased production. It was to do something, to do a certain amount. There was some level of specificity to it. So what specifically, what what did you hope to achieve in the in the twelve months? So what I wanted to do, um, from January I wanted to publish one short story a month. Okay. And uh, in the background, I was writing my fourth novel, and I knew I wanted to release that by June, so I was finishing that as well. I also had an, uh, I'd been commissioned to write a horror short story uh, for another author that's coming out in an anthology in the next few weeks, so I had that to do. Um, so that was the specific production schedule, was to write and publish one short story a month. These short stories are between six to 8,000, 9,000 okay. words. So to be able to write that, get it edited, format it, and publish it within a uh, within four weeks was the challenge, and we've achieved that. Um, and then, so that was on the on that point was the production schedule. The other challenge was, uh, so that was novels, one to complete and publish, mm-hmm. six short stories, count seven short stories with a horror short I was commissioned to write. And then the other part of the production schedule was book track and audiobooks. So um, I started looking into audiobooks this year, and I wanted to get the first one done and release it by summer, and mm-hmm. we've done that. The second one is in production at the moment, and the first book track comes out next week. But I've got uh, another five book tracks ready to go in the next few months, which I just need to do final reviews on. So like you like you see, my production schedule has been kind of crazy. Yes. Yeah. Now, for people who, who might not know what book tracks are, can you expand on that a little bit so book track is a new way of reading it's um it's basically an ebook uh that you will have a movie style soundtrack attached to so that you and it's something that you read with your headphones or earphones you can read it on your computer on your or on your devices and you basically experience the book in a very very different way so when you're reading you're going to be listening to music that matches the mood of of those scenes whether it's action or horror or adventure whatever and you also have ambiance and you have sound effects so it's basically a soundtrack to a book which is very very different from what an audiobook is yes because an audiobook is narration you do not have narration in a book track um it's something I've been incredibly excited about since I heard uh, first read about it on Hugh Howie's blog last year, and it's something I had intended to do this year, and then I was very lucky in that I was approached by the company directly to work with them um, in November 2014, and I've been working incredibly closely with them since then. So yeah, so that's what Book Track is. Book Track is, is you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it, and I'm hoping <laughs> People are going to love it. <laughs> yes, it sounds like you put a lot of time into it. Now, an- yeah. another thing on your goal list was to increase your reach. Can you define what you hope to accomplish? Uh, well, let me rephrase that. How you would know that you have achieved that goal? Um, to me, reach is is via platform and also via um, 
newsletter subscription. Okay. So those were my two focus. I mean, in terms of my platform growth, it's been very slow and organic. It's speeded up this year because of everything else I'm doing. So my followers on Facebook have organically grown. Uh, my Twitter following have, have grown as well. So I engage quite well with, with readers on that. And I've, I've kind of changed the way I behave on those platforms as well with Kate's advice mm-hmm. to make mm-hmm. myself a little bit more human rather than just a, a blank page. Um, the biggest part of reach for me has been growing my newsletter subscription. And um, I have done that as a result of following um, Nick Stevenson's advice and reading a couple of his books. Mm-hmm. So Nick Stevenson is, is a British author who is, is, is writes a great series, um, and uh, but also um, has done a lot of experimentation with with ways to grow your, your newsletter list. I mean, he's got uh, five figures on his mailing list, so he's got probably like 15,000 plus now on his mailing list. He is he is certainly among the first people that I saw, because I've been reading his stuff for a while, I think since mm-hmm. since he first started publishing it, because it's sort of in my sweet spot. And yeah. he was really at the forefront of, I, I okay. want to get your email address, I want to get your email address, and experimenting with different ways of doing it, and he came up with some techniques, and I'm sure that, well, I know you're following them, because I, I saw, I've seen your website, yeah. and uh, ha, how has that worked for you? How, how percentage-wise, how much has your mailing list grown in the last year? Oh, my God. Uh, let's say we've gone, gosh, I think more than 10 times. So I, before I started to do what Nick advised, I was probably at 215. Mm-hmm. Um, newsletter subscribers of um, no, probably less, a, a little bit less than that. I would have thought. Um, I, I'll, I'll give you. I'll, I'll go back a little bit and, and tell you exactly what Kate and I did from November to January that made a huge difference okay. to my list. When Kate and I got together and we decided what this marketing production plan was going to be, um, we decided we we're going to. We tried a few like free promos and, and discount promos and stuff like that. Then I landed my first bookbub ad. Um, on the 29th of, August, uh, of January this year. So I found out about this in November. And what I did then for the next two months was Kate and, uh, Kate and I, we worked really hard to change a lot of things to focus towards this book by bad. So I had pretty much everything reformatted. All my books were reformatted with uh, what Nick advises to put at the front and the back of your books mm-hmm. in terms of um, links to your landing pages and an offer, a free offer. So I knew my that book by bad for my for sole meaning, my perma free, could have a huge impact on my mailing list and and follow through sales on the rest of the series. So I prepared all my books to be ready. So my formatter had a had fun time in December <laughs> doing, doing yes. everything. And um, and if you look look inside my my books right now on Amazon, you'll see that you'll see those 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 landing pages. And they've changed. They've actually changed because initially what I was offering was first death which was the first free st- uh, the first stor- short story in the 17 collection so i had that ready to go in january and published in time that it would be ready as a free download for people so we worked very hard d- to do that and um as a result of that book bub promotion um and what i did to prepare for that from using the material from nick's um uh, books and, co- and and free online course at that time my list went from 200-something to nearly to 800, um, 900. And then as a, as a result of what I've done in the last few weeks, my list is now uh, about 1,500. Wow. So, Excellent. And so we're going to get into what you've done in, in, the, uh, in the last few weeks in a little bit. Yeah. Um, all right, one last one last follow-up question to the initial question. And I have to say, you've given the most expansive answer to that question of anyone I've ever heard. So there's a lot of follow-up to it. Um, yeah. The last thing, you wanted to increase your writing speed. How? Yes. And, and we've talked on this show before about writing speed. We've talked to a couple different people, Chris Fox and Monica Lionel, about increasing your writing speed. Uh, it's something that is is—it's a popular idea. Everyone wants to be able to write better, write faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how did you accomplish what, what what your goals were in terms of writing faster? And what level of speed increase did you see? Um, I've seen a speed increase from 1,000, 1,500 to up to 3,000 a day. Okay. On my very, very good days, I, I would love to be able to hit 5,000 a day. Um, but so that's kind of my target for the next 12 months 
would be to try and hit that. The most valuable thing I ever did was download Rachel Aaron's book. Oh, that's uh, a fabulous book. That's an absolute, I mean, that was amazing. And I think for me, if I have one advice to give to anybody on how to increase their writing speed uh, from that book is to plan ahead. So she started, um, she describes in it how when she was getting stuck and she was only, I think at that point, doing one to 2,000 words a day, how she would, instead of just opening up the computer and just losing herself in the book and being a little bit unproductive, she would shut the computer down, pull out a piece of paper and a pen or her her writing book and actually say, write down exactly what she she was going to write in that session. And it could just be three sentences. It could be... Nick and Joe break into the bank, uh, get big getaway scene, lots of guns and bombs. It could be as simple as that, but it, give, it gave her the focus of, I've got three hours to write this in, and this is what I'm going to do. And Rachel's book, I looked it up while, while you were chatting. It's, uh, it's Rachel Aaron, 2000 to 10,000 is the title, How to Write Faster, Write Better, and Write More of What You Love. Uh, yeah. she, that book was actually the inspiration for Monica Lionel's book. I... <laughs> It, it, it's, it is a fantastic book. So if you haven't read it, it, it's well worth reading. There's a lot of great information in there. And I, I really need to make an effort to get Rachel on the show. That would be fun. <laughs> she is. Just, I mean, the book's wonderful. And she's lovely um, to engage with on, on, uh, on the Internet as well, on Twitter and stuff. So. All right. So we, we've, we've made it through the first question and the follow-up questions on the first question. Now let's get into what you've done over the course of the last few weeks, which is the reason we're actually talking today, this marketing program that you and Kate put together. Um, let, let's walk through it sort of step-by-step step when you did this, uh, what you did, how, what the results were. Uh, so first, give us a little overview of what of what the marketing plan or project was? So a quick overview, and then I'll break it down into detail. So there were kind of um, probably two, two big aspects of it. Um, one was um, engaging better with my mail list subscribers by doing um, giveaways. Okay. So giveaways is something I kind of experiment, started to experiment with this year. So, and I'll go into detail in a bit. And then the second bit was all the promotional uh, uh, paid and free um, advertising uh, we bought over a period of a few weeks, so which started two weeks ago and is ongoing at the moment. So that those two things have generated a m- massive jump in my subscription list of pretty much almost 100% and also has generated lots of sales and lots of downloads. So coming to the first half, giveaways, um, I heard of um, or read about King Sumo mm-hmm. um, on uh, um, Nick's website, I believe, or I, I subscribed to his newsletter, and I think he was doing a giveaway with um, with Joanna Penn. And I saw the the platform, and I really, really liked it. Um, I've done... A, I've been part of giveaways before via the other platform I've completely just blanked on, the one that's completely popular with everybody. Rafflecopter. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And Rafflecopter is all right. It's okay. It's free. Mm -hmm. You pay, but it's a one-off payment, and then you've got it for life. And what do you pay? Sorry? King Sumo. How much much is there? Uh, the one-time uh, payment. Um, it's double figures for the year, for, for to buy it. Really, it's not. It's not more than a hundred dollars. I think it's it's less than that. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. All right. But um, um, and um, so King Sumo is really attractive. It's a very attractive platform to play with. Um, I mean, you can have a if if somebody went on my website at the moment and looked at one of my previous blog posts, it'll give you, it'll, it'll give you a link. And if, and the nice thing is, you can almost use it as a landing page as well. Um, so King Sumo was something I had been aware of since the start of this year, and I intended to use it in giveaways. And what I did, I decided to do a very big giveaway for the launch of my first audiobook. So the audiobook for Soul Meaning came out a few weeks ago, and we built up to, to do a massive launch. So I asked um, a couple of authors to um, give um, give me some of their audiobooks to, to contribute to the giveaway. So Diana Capri... Um, agreed to to give away um, a few copies of um, her book, um, Get Back Jack, it was. Uh-huh. And um, so we decided to do that and throw in a, an Amazon gift card and then put it up, uh, warn my mails. I, I started building up with my mail list subscribers by showing them a preview of what it was going to be about. And then I did two giveaways, one after the other. So one's still underway at the moment. And that's one of the reasons it's worked so well. So... 
we did build up for the launch and then we launched the giveaway and then I did promotion. So the biggest thing I did, which has made a massive difference, it got me 12, almost 12,000 entries, was using Giveaway Promote, which is again a platform I only heard about recently from Nick on one of the web webinars he did in the last month with uh, Joanna Penn. And uh, he just happened to mention it as an answer to, to somebody's question. And Giveaway Promote is a platform which it only cost me $20, I believe it did. And that my normal giveaways um, that I've done before would generate uh, entries in the triple figures. Um, and this one generated entries in the five figures. Why? So, what, what was different? Um, I think it was it was the package itself, the platform it was presented on, and I think definitely giveaway promote made a massive difference. So giveaway promote will just promote this giveaway in lots of places for you. So that increased my subscription list and got me almost twelve thousand entries for the contest. Okay, the let contest me let me let me stop here and ask you a question. What information were you asking for? I know with Rafflecopter it might be you get so many entries for liking. Uh, a page on Facebook and, and another entry for um, following someone on Twitter and another entry for entering your email address. How did it work with the King Sumo uh, platform? With the King Sumo app, you can you can you can um, get people onto your mailing list and make you have to make it quite clear though that if they participate, they will get onto the mailing list. I didn't do that for the first King Sumo giveaway. I'm doing it for the second one. Okay. So um, for the first one, I think what was attractive was the fact that people got to find me. And the, the subscription came from the free offer. So I'm offering, I'm offering a short story collection at the moment. Mm -hmm. So that uh, part of the production and marketing plan was once I wrote six short stories, I would box the first three and offer that as, a, as a, um, the lost leader and as the way to attract people onto my mailing list. So th this was all part of the plan when, when we did, Kate and I did this last November. It was very, very <laughs> incredibly well planned. I didn't put 12,000 um, contestants onto my mailing list from that because I wanted to see what it could do by just increasing mail subscription organically by people who would get, get exposed. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, nowhere in the giveaway did it promote that I was doing a free collection for free. People checked it out, went on the website, saw the landing page, and subscribed. So it worked, it worked quite well that way. Currently, on the second giveaway I'm doing, I am now putting people onto my mailing list. And that's, again, worked quite well. So in combination uh, with the current giveaway, I, in, it, that's only been running for the last 10 days or so. I've already increased my subscription by about 250. Okay. Um, so, but before that, the giveaway promote one and the one I've done with Dana Capri, um, we went from 800, I went from 800 subscribers to 1,200-ish. Yeah, pretty much, so... Okay. Now, and for people who might have some difficulty, uh, you have a little bit of an accent. Yes. And um, <laughs> the person you're talking about is Diana Capri, who writes the uh, Finding Reacher series. Or, exactly. Yeah. And uh, your book, the title of your book, um, Soul Meaning, is that's the one you were focused on for this. So S-O-U-L Meaning. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to be clear because it you blew through it so fast. I wanted to at least be sure that people knew what the title of the book was and Diana Capri's name. Diana has been a, a guest on this show as well. So it's sort of like old home week by having you on, on the show today. Yes. <laughs> All right. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I didn't want to get too far away without uh, clearing that up. So go on, yeah. please. So that's, that's the giveaway. So at the moment, following on straight onto that, five days after that one ended, um, I started the next giveaway. Uh, which is which was exclusively just for my newsletter subscribers, but they could promote it externally if they wanted to. Now, for this one, what's been very interesting is I have done no promotion for this except put it out there and um, advertised it on my blog. And Kate, I think, tweeted about it once or twice. But the number of tweets and subscription I've had from doing no promotion on this has been amazing. But that's because King Sumo, I'm, I'm, the one interesting thing about King Sumo I forgot to mention, the more you share the link, the more increases your chances of winning. Okay. All right. So, so that's very different from Raffle Copter, and that's why King Sumo is so attractive. So you get a per when you subscribe, when you enter the giveaway, you get a confirmation email with a, a link, a share link that is very specific to you. 
um, to that contestant. And if you share that link, it, inc it will increase your entries um, in into the giveaway. So people who entered the first, who obviously shared a lot with the first giveaway, I they I got a lot of following on on Twitter and Facebook as a result of this as well. They then it then came up on their feed again, and they've been actively promoting it without me actually doing anything, which has been amazing, really. Okay, let, let, let's these these two giveaways, and that was it in terms of the giveaways, right? The, were these two for this particular promotion? It was, yeah. So this was the the two big giveaways we decided to do for the audiobook. So the first one was um, Dana's uh, audiobook my audiobook and an Amazon gift card and two people won um, one package each. And then for the giveaway I'm doing at the moment, it's got uh, uh, one audiobook from each of us, Dan and me. Again, mine is the sole meaning one. Mm -hmm. uh, an Amazon gift card, but also the third one, which was uh, Kate's suggestion, was offer some earphones or headphones. And I'm ah, offering... that's a clever idea. Yeah, it was a very clever idea. <laughs> I told you that Kate was smart. Uh-huh. <laughs> And it was my skull candy ones, uh, which is a Titan Chrome skull candy earphone. It's my favorite earphone in the world, mm -hmm. and I've tried many, and I've got about four of them. <laughs> I love them so much. So, uh, so I'm offering that, and that's worth I think that's about twenty six dollars or thirty dollars or something. So it's a bigger package, the second one, uh, and I think that's I think in total the the whole thing is worth more than a hundred dollars. Okay, so in terms of total cost to you to do yes. these two promotions? What was the total cost? Well, the total cost, I mean, the, the audiobook codes were free, so mm -hmm. 200 gift cards, I think, coming up to probably about $120, something like that, $100, okay. $120. So, okay, yeah. and, and do you have, are, are you able to say specifically how many new subscribers you got? Or it, this goes well beyond just email list subscribers because you're increasing uh, your following on different platforms as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I know where I was before I started this, so I knew I was at about 115, and I'm now I know I'm at about 1500 now. And okay, I know, so I, yeah, and I know when the first one ended, I was at about 1200 something. Um, and then there was like a five day gap, and then you could see the mail list, uh, the Mailchimp list jumped again. So. Um, and I get I get emails from Mail, from Mailchimp every day telling me how many subscribers I've got and stuff like that. So I know exactly what jump was attributable to what ex exact promotional effort. So. All right. Now, now I'm going to ask you to just educate me. You're a young person. I'm not. I don't <laughs> understand this whole giveaway thing. Um, I, I, I guess I understand the appeal of free. It seems to work really well. It's obviously working for you. It's worked for other people. But... As a consumer, I just I I would never <laughs> do something like this, uh, but I, I I am apparently in an overwhelming minority. Do you know what? I was part of that minority for a long time. I mean, when I started writing and publishing, and I started to come across all these incredibly cheap ebooks and mm -hmm. discounted books, and people offering their work for free, and I was like, "What on earth are you doing? You've worked so hard to produce this content. You've sacrificed so many hours. You've invested money in it. Why are you doing it for free?" And it took me a long time to get around it. And I think what you have to do is step back and look at the market. And, I mean, there are a lot of people I know. I'm on several, like, uh, private writing groups where people are still saying, oh, you know, you should never offer free. You should never offer such cheap discount. You're devaluing literature. You need to step back and look at the market you're working in. If well, you I, want... I understand the whole free thing and perma-free yeah. things and, yeah. you know, leading people into a series. That all makes perfect sense to me. It's the contest idea, the idea of I'm going to go and like this and tweet this and do this for the opportunity to win something that I could buy for $5 or $10 or $25 yes. or whatever. Oh, I, that's that's what I don't so... get. Oh, yeah. Yes, I See, it's very strange. I'm not somebody who, who kind of got it until I saw how how other people really, really enjoy doing that stuff. There are a lot of people out there, a lot of fans and readers who love this stuff. Mm -hmm. And and it, that's been evident to me ever since I started to do giveaways and promotion. I've, I, like I said, I've done raffle copter giveaways on various uh, bloggers' websites before. And, and I, I, I bring this up as a lesson, sort of, and it, it's a lesson that you've obviously learned very well, but yeah. sort of for listeners, when you're marketing, you're not marketing to yourself. You're marketing 
to exactly. potential readers, and they're not you. They're, yeah. they're, yeah. Um, their, their sensibilities are different than you. So while I may not do this, I can, it, the fact that it does work means it's something that I should try and that you're trying and it's working and, and that we should all at least consider. Yes, and I think it, it is it, it is differentiating what you what you would do from what your readers and fans would do. I mean, I'm the same as you. I don't, you know, um, I've, I think I might have done a, uh, entered a couple of Goodreads giveaways for books I was interested in. But see, the reason why I don't do these things is I never win anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those people that is just destined to work hard for her money. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I, I never win things, so I've, I've stopped entering things a long, long time ago now. Um, and but it is realizing how many people out there will will want to do this. And yes, a lot of them. I mean, you do. You will get a lot of people that will join your mailing list subscribers and unsubscribe once they've got the freebie. And they are not the readers you want. You want the readers that are going to stay on and engage with you. So I don't mind somebody coming on, getting a freebie, and coming off um, the list pretty much straight away. That that has happened to me. Um, but uh, you will have a lot of people that will be interested if you are producing interesting newsletters. Yes. And newsletters that keep them in, you know, that engage and offer a lot to them. You will have, I mean, everybody has an unsubscription rate of another. Mm-hmm. Even the biggest authors will have an unsubscription rate. It's, that's just the reality of the market and, and the platforms. Um, but it is realizing, it took me a while to realize that there are thousands and millions of people out there who want a deal yes. and who enjoy doing this promotion. Because when you look at the people who are promoting this stuff for me and I look at their profiles, that's all they do. Really? Um, some some of them might be bots, but a lot of them are general, general people. <laughs> and, and they, so it's just they, like a hobby. It's just something that they is. do for fun. Yeah, it is. And you will look at Facebook, you look at Twitter, you'll find loads of people like this. Hmm. It's, just a, it's just something they love doing. They love... Um, doing giveaway, well, not doing, but entering giveaways and sharing, and yeah, it's just it, it, it did surprise me, but but it, it is a fact of of our industry. Okay, well, that's great and a great lesson for all of us. All right, so a, a part of this plan that you had o- over the last several weeks was these two giveaways, and then you did some advertising uh, around those or between them. Uh, kind of, they, it, it all kind of came together. So I landed my first paid. Bookbub ad. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just looking at my calendar at the moment to say exactly where it was. Uh, so yeah, so that was on the 11th of August. Um, so that was for my novel collection. So again, part of the plan this year was once I produced enough work to box them. Mm-hmm. So I did a box set of the first three short stories to offer as an in- incentive for people to join my mailing list. And that offer is now in the front of all my books uh, and on my website on the landing page and on pretty much every page. And the idea was once book four was out, to box the first three. So I then bo- I've boxed um, the first three novels in the series and I'm selling that as a, as, as a box set. So I landed a bookbub ad for that um, on the 11th of August and that's generated a very good amount of sales. It put me in the top um, uh, 10, I think I was top one or number two for for the categories as well, uh, for at least a day or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did that. So I did BookBub uh, for so, for the Soul Meaning and uh, for the 17 um, novel collection. I also, this week, I'm doing a Soul Meaning um, collection, um, Soul Meaning promo. So we got free advertising, um, and I think one paid advertising with Midlist, with the Midlist this week for Soul Meaning. So that, again, has seen my downloads jump and my sales jump, and we're still in the middle of that prom- of that promo at the moment. So, yeah, so those, those are, are the, the kind of two big things I did was work hard towards organizing to um, giveaways that have been very effective. And I think when you're approaching these things from a business point of view, you need to be very, um, well, not very, you need, you need to plan ahead. You don't, I used to just kind of go into this and, and see what happened. I'm not of that frame of mind anymore. So there was a lot of planning that went into organizing these things. I went into Amazon this morning. You mentioned you're doing, uh, you have an ongoing promotion for Soul Meaning. As of this morning, uh, you were number two in one category, number eight in another category, number 10 in another category. Um, So obviously that's working well. Let's go back to the paid BookBub Mm -hmm. ad. Um, When you're doing a paid 
a, a BookBub ad for a paid book, it's more expensive than a free book. How much, okay. how much did it cost for you to do this, uh, this particular ad? So this one, because I because they decided that I f- I fit supernatural suspense more than action adventure mm-hmm. <laughs> or thriller, they they did the same for my first one in January. They put me in supernatural suspense. Um, so this one was about I think just over eight hundred dollars. Okay, uh, but I've made that back in sales more than I've made more than that back in sales. And was it a is this a one day thing with BookBub or is it um, is is the promotion so is it running over a period of time? The newsletter went out on only one day, on the 11th, but I told them I was going to run the promotion of a three to four days, so I kept the price down. Okay. So it was a big discount. It went from seven ninety nine to two ninety nine, um, and uh, so we we ran it over three four days, um, and I'm still seeing a little bit of, of sales after after I've put the price back up to seven ninety nine again. So, but book, but BookBub will only list it in one newsletter. Okay. So, on that day's newsletter, yeah. And from all of these, Soul Meaning is, is still on promotion. Uh, the, the collection was promoted for a period of time. Did you notice a jump in email subscribers from the way you've formatted these books now? Yes, definitely. So it, it, when I'm not doing any promo uh, at all, it's kind of very organic. I'll get a few. So there's some days I might not, I might not get any subscribers, and then uh, some days where I'll get you know, three, four, five subscribers. But then when I do a massive promo, it jumps to kind of 50 subscribers. I mean, when I did the first BookBub one in January, it was crazy. I, got, I was getting more than 100 subscribers a day at some stage. But that, I mean, that particular one did so well. I got, I think, 40 to 50,000 downloads within 10 days <laughs> or something. It was massive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, and I still look at those figures and my jaw, my jaw drops on the floor when I see them. But yeah, you can definitely see a difference. And I think that's why it's quite good to not do too many things at the same time, which is why I've kind of been delaying doing my Facebook ads until all this was over with, although there's a way to track, to track them. But Facebook ads is something I'm, I'm about to, to start in the next two weeks. So. Okay, so let's, let's take a step back. Uh, this entire process for you, and, and you're not done with it yet because you, you still have the Facebook ads to do. Uh, what's the length of time that this promotion was scheduled for? Do you mean how much ahead did I plan? No, no. Uh, like, when did it start the first part, the first trickle of the promotion, whether it be the contest or the ads or, you know, whatever it may be? And, and when will it end? Will it end with the Facebook ads? So what's the span of time for all of that? So I started, I started thinking about the giveaways in June. We implemented in July, okay. the first giveaway. Um, so it lasted a month. Um, so that was everywhere. It was not just for my newsletter subscribers mm-hmm. or that they got to find out about it first, like a day ahead of the rest of the world. Um, and then, so that started uh, um, in July and we're running out into August. So the Soul Meaning one will end up the, the end of this month. The Facebook ads are starting in the next two weeks, but then they're ongoing. So the Facebook ads okay. will just go on forever from now on. Okay. Well, I say forever for as long as they work. <laughs> They'll go on. So. Okay, so when you, when you decide to launch... A campaign like this. I mean, it's it's a big deal. There's there's you're spending money. You're you're investing your own time, uh, Kate's time. Uh, th- there are expenses in this. What do you hope to get back? Is it just sales? Is it sales and expanded reach? Is it does this all go back to your goals for the year? And you're working on all of this together with this campaign. Yes, it is very much so. But I think between the two, I mean, it's lovely to have the sales, but I think expanding reach is more important long term. So you have to have a short term goal and a long term goal for these, for these, for everything that you do. I think, and I think the short term goal here is to achieve a certain number of sales and at least get back more than what you've invested in in the marketing effort is always key. Yes. Um, so I've always kind of achieved that. So that's that's never been an issue. Um, but I think it's it's long term. What is your long term goal plan? Your long term goal plan is to to get more readers on board with you as an author. Is to increase your reach, to have fans that are going to love you and want to read everything that you published for the next however many years you're going to be writing for. That's the long term goal, and I think that should be the long term goal for anybody. And for that. It's not just a matter of doing these promotions from time to time. 
I mean, like I said, I have a I have a marketing campaign. So Kate and I knew it, what we were going to be doing for 12 months-ish. But it, at the back of your mind, you need to constantly be thinking, how can I engage better with my readers? What can I do to bring them more value? And uh, what can I do to to make them stay on and, and become super fans, really? Okay, this has been this has been terrific. We we started this out by talking about a focus that you had that you began last August. We're twelve months later. Have you begun to go through that same process for the next twelve months? Well, yeah, our twelve month plan has has now become an eighteen month. Plan. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> and it's, it's about to become a 20, 24 month plan. Uh, I have to say, Kit and I are very good. At the start of each month, we we um, exchange a couple of emails and we decide what we're going to do that month. So that's part of the whole twelve month plan, anyway. But every at the start of every month, we define exactly what she's going to do that month and what I'm going to do that month. So that's very good to have that focus. And having an assistant who's going to keep you to help you to the line is is, is great. Um, so, yes, yeah, so coming back to your question, this plan is ongoing now. And that's why, I mean, one of the things I'm, I'm having to be careful about is not driving myself into an, into an early grave because <laughs> it has been challenging mm-hmm. doing all this it's been a lot of hard work and i'm in the middle of of i'm juggling several balls at the moment including moving house as well um and trying to 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 do about six or seven things at the same time for the writing um the, the plan is ongoing so for the next um six months what's going to happen is hopefully um a I'm writing a Kindle World uh, book for for someone. So because it's not quite official yet, I'm not going to say who. So that's um, on on my on my plate. And then the big things I'm doing for the next six months are the audiobooks and the book tracks. Um, so audiobook two is 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 done. Just needs reviewing at the moment. Um, and then I'm in the process of reviewing uh, the book tracks. So that's the, both of these do take time. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I am very uh, obsessive about putting out the best product I can put out there. So I do take my time making sure that the audiobook is the best it can be and the book tracks particularly. I mean, I love I love engaging with the platform and I'm in the middle of of book tracking, um, doing the final book tracking changes on, on book two at the moment. So that's that's audiobooks and book tracks for the next six months and the Kindle World book. I need to start working on my fifth novel as well. Um, so that is, I'm going to start um, at the end of this year, into the beginning of next year. And then I'm also wanting to try one or two other things. One is a spin-off novella series of my current series. Um, again, um, this is uh, uh, talking about what we, we spoke about at the start, which is writing shorter fiction mm-hmm. so that you can produce faster. So I've done short stories. I want to do something slightly longer than short stories and go into the novella um, a word count now, so aiming between ten to twenty thousand, and see whether I can produce something like that every every two months or so, um, two or three months, um, and then I've got a few other projects at the back of my mind that I want to start working on, um, and one involves a, a fantasy series that, which is the original stuff I started writing in two thousand and six. Um, I've already completed two books in that series, and it's supposed to be a, a ten to twelve book series. So I would love to, to, to start doing that on the side. Um, and then I also wanted to write, um, try a different genre, something, uh, I mean, apart from the fantasy. I wanted to try romance, oh, but very, very short romance and mm-hmm. do a series, but again under a different name and just as an experiment to say, to, to do, the experiment's aim was going to be twofold. One was, can I write romance? because <laughs> um, it's, it's harder than people think it is. And uh, the second was, would I be more financially su- successful in romance? Because it is, it is the best-selling genre mm-hmm. in terms, I think, of, of authors making an income faster and potentially quitting their day job faster. I think romance is number one. Um, so I wanted to try that as an experiment. So God knows when I'll have time to talk. <laughs> and then the two big things for next year... So 2016, looking at translations in 2016. Okay, all right. Um, and and looking at whether trying to get an agent to sell the translation rights might be the best path forward, rather than trying to do it all myself. So so that's for 2016. So 
This show is going to go live next Monday, and as I understand it, you've got something coming out on Monday. So can you share that with listeners? Oh, yes. So I have the first book track in the series coming out on Monday. So the Soul Meaning Book Track um, will be out on the 24th of August. So please go check out um, the Book Track website, and I will also be posting um, on my website a link to the um by page. So I do hope you go explore the platform. There's lots of great work on there. Um, great works on there. So yeah, so do go check it out. And uh, what I would love um, as well is feedback. So if people do go and um, buy the book tracks um, and love them or hate them, um, feel free to drop me a line and let me know. Um, on, on my website, you've got a contact page. Uh, but it's a ads at adstarling.com is, is the email address. Uh, but yeah, would love to hear back from people and about what they think about this new way of reading. Give us that email address again, because it went so fast. I okay. It's uh, ads uh, at adstarling with two hours.com. Okay. And I will link to the book track as well. If you send me a copy of the link, I'll put it in the show notes so uh, people can find it at the AuthorBiz site or at your site, or they can probably search for it on book tracks and find it. For people that want to follow you on your adventure and, and continue to learn from you, what's the best way for people to connect with you and sort of stay up to date? Um, it's very like, very much on Twitter and Facebook, I think, um, and Google Plus as well. I'm on there. I'm also on LinkedIn as, as AD Starling. I mean, on my blog, I do have weekly posts on my blog, and I promised myself I'm going to start writing some more personal stuff on my blog, but I haven't yet. All right, and I am at your website now. The address is AD Starling with two R's, and I will link to this in the show notes, but it's AD Starling with two R's dot com, and it's really is a beautiful website. I know you're working on it right now, but it's it's very well done. I love the way that, that you encourage people to sign up for your email list, and uh, it's a great example of of one really nice way to do that. Yes, it's and I've, I've tried. I, I, I don't really like the pop-up boxes, which is why I never did one, uh, which mm-hmm. is why mine only has either the, the, offer, the attractive offers or the only thing I've got is the thing that comes up at the bottom of the page, which you can just close close off. Yeah, which is kind of, it just kind of works its way up there. It's very well done. Yeah, thank you. Well, Anjani, thank you so much. This has been uh, a lot of fun and very educational. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on, and I would encourage people to check out your books because they're they're very entertaining. If you're into fantasy and that entire genre, you'll see if you go to her to Anjani's to the AD Starling page at Amazon, there are a ton of books there, but a lot of them are short stories. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> and that's what's lovely is it looks like a very busy shelf. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me.